This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome back to yet another day. We get to do Christmas Shweezy. Yes, Christmas Shweezy is back in action. It's not December yet. I'm aware. Uh, so, but you know what? I, I wanted to get more Christmas movies in this year. And so, guess what? I'm, we got the decorations. Look, we didn't even decorate the podcast until... Until after Thanksgiving. The house, my house had stuff up. Barely, but had stuff up. But yeah, no, welcome. Welcome to the show. Christmas, Sweezy. Christmas. Christmas. Why do I say it like my naturally, I naturally want to say Christmas, but I know that T needs to be in there. Christmas. But if I say it Christmas or Christmas, I sound like a fucking, sound like a fucking tool. <laughs> Oh, welcome to the fucking show. Oh, we get to use this sound drop. Why you the, my fucking dumbest thing I think is funny. But no, yeah, we just finished Thanksgiving, though. So what happened to Thanksgiving for me? Well, uh, we ended up playing Super Smash Brothers, and I apparently became a problem to everyone there. And the only people I think... Who are playing? Because I think my 
it was like my cousin's little kid, so like four and six. My brother, who's two years older than me, and then me. And, you know, the nice thing about playing Smash with kids is that they, they just die pretty quickly. Like they're, they're pretty much gone pretty quick. And then it was just me and my brother, and that got pretty bad. I was yelling at one point because I won. That was the best. I mean, that was the... That was the real situation. The problem is I was winning. Um, that was the real problem. If I was losing, it actually wouldn't have been a problem. But the fact that I was winning made it be a problem. We were like in, like, we we're playing, and then I hear my mom from like another room. It was like, Sam, you need to be quieter. You know, I'm like, Mom, I'm saying something. I'm like, you know, it was like, I know. I just heard Sam, and I'm just like, I know. I know what's going on. I have to finish this. And then I finished my, my like little rant. And, you know, when the four and six year old are acting better than you are, the 30 year old, uh, because the it became it, it, it became a problem. I had to kind of bench myself a little bit after that. And then my brother was like, you're just scared you're going to lose again. I'm like. No, I think I'm scared I'm going to win again, or else because things could, things were, and I, I promise you, it sounds like I'm making that up, like I was winning. I literally was just whooping. I've, I've been getting really good at Smash. That's the, while everyone else was getting girlfriends and, and shit like that, I was out there perfecting my, my ground pound Kirby technique and working on my recovery, working on my dodges, you know, you know, my, you know. All that stuff. So, yeah, but other than that, though, uh, I had fun at Thanksgiving. I had, I had a great time. I had, like, two beers, and then my mom was like, are you drunk? I'm like, I'm clearly not drunk. And I think the problem was I, I kind of bumped into I heard someone brought up wolves, and anytime someone says the word wolves, I have to say there are two wolves within all of us and then just not finish the sentence for some reason. And then... <laughs> And then everyone just looked at me and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not around you guys all the time. I'm not around family as much as, the other one, as I'm, I'm around uh, other people. Here's something to think about. When you drink alcohol. Don't, don't, don't drink alcohol, uh, people. I've also, I've also think it's time that we showed ourselves some respect to Gail Lewis, uh, Walmart 844, 10-year associate. She just recently made the announcement that she left Walmart, and uh, everyone has been sending me memes about her, and I got to say, I think they're funny. So I think they're all funny. However, though, I do have to say, because I'm going to talk about her a little bit more. I'm kind of in the mood because I found some fun shit. Uh, I do want to say, though, I am not making fun of Gail Lewis, and I don't want to hear anyone else making fun of Gail, all right? This is just silly fun. We're just silly. We're having fun. Gail, Gail was at Walmart for 10 years, and by the way, I've it's hard to find people who work in retail, retail jobs longer than, like, two years. I think most jobs nowadays is kind of uh, basically how, how they're kind of working is after like two years, it's almost better to get a new job if you're just working to make money. But if you're like, if you're having a career, that's different. But like, if you're just working to make money, uh, yeah, most jobs, they're kind of used, 
over you after two years. They they prefer new people because they get you know tax breaks when they hire people, and so they're kind of wanting. They're always that's why you always see places retail workers like oh yeah we're always hiring and we're always firing. So if you see a sign and they have a say a we're hiring sign, and uh, it's always up. The thing is, they're, that means they're always firing people. So it's not like necessarily the best job to get into. But the fact that Gail Lewis lasted at Walmart for 10 years, honestly, honestly, it make, she, she really is the GOAT. Like, she is the GOAT. And you know Walmart corporate is fucking pissed right now. Like, you know someone's out there just fucking yelling. It's like, I can't believe we fucking let, let, I can't believe Gail Lewis left right before Black Friday. Are you fucking serious? So, Gail, thank you for your service. Uh, but also, the internet has been doing its thing. So, uh, I, no one else has thought about this yet, but I decided I went to just like, I just Googled Walmart Supercenter, Morris, Illinois, and then I just went to the reviews. And uh, let's look at some of my favorite ones, first of all. It's I, the first one I'm seeing. It's it's Spider Man like holding together the ship from uh, Spider Man Homecoming, the ferry. Uh, and like here's what it here's the review. I went here six years ago. Was looking for baby formula. Gail Lewis helped me out. I remember she told me aisle twenty two. She had such a kind heart. Everybody else gave me weird looks and wouldn't help. She took the time to recommend me exactly what I needed and where I needed to go. What a hero. Nonetheless, I bought one of those nacho cheese dips in the aisle, and the baby's been healthy ever since. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Thank you for your service, Gail Lewis. You just heard the news. You deserve a Medal of Honor. God damn. Fucking, we're already, people are already just fucking. And, yeah, every review is Gail Lewis. Uh, this next one I'm seeing, uh, dear Gail Lewis, I hope this letter finds you well. On behalf of the entire world, I wanted to express our deepest gratitude for your incredible 10 years of dedicated service. Your unwavering commitment to excellence has not only contributed to the success of our organization, but has also left an in indelible mark on those around you. Your hard work, positive attitude, and attention to detail have set a standard for excellence that is truly commendable. We recognize and appreciate the sacrifice and effort that you have put into making Walmart a better place. Your contributions have not gone unnoticed, and we are truly fortunate to have you as a valued member of our team. As you embark on new endeavors, please know that your legacy here will be remembered and celebrated. Your professionalism, leadership, and camaraderie will be greatly missed, but we wish you nothing but success and happiness in all your future endeavors once again thank you gail for your remarkable de decade of service your impact has been profound and we are grateful for the lasting impression you leave so so that's from matt clancy uh you wrote you started off like a letter but then you didn't like sign it okay um Here's another new one. I remember some of the first days of the pandemic when people were buying all of the toilet paper and all foods. My family was one of the few that had very little to no supplies until this miracle of a soul named Gail Lewis saved me food and resources for our survival. We will never forget that act of kindness. Do I have Do I have a nice one? What, what, what do I... Here we go. I was like, you know, thank, thank you, Gail. I like that. Uh, how many more fucking interviews do we have, dude? Fucking more. 
First of all, this one is uh, black people fighting. And so I definitely know, I've definitely been to some black Walmarts, okay? I don't know how, like, I'm not going to get that into it because someone's going to be, someone's going to take it the wrong way. But when you know, you know. Okay, so this is just black people fighting. And then I served with Gail Lewis at checkout <laughs> four and did a few Black Friday tours together, too. I'll never forget the day she saved me and earned herself a purple cart <laughs> until Walhalla, which is Walhalla, but Walmart, and then the purple cart, <laughs> the purple cart. <sighs> Gail Lewis, thank you for your service. Uh, because I, I did something else a little special. I wrote Gail Lewis a poem for how great she is. So this is my poem to you, Gail Lewis. Uh, let me read it for you. Twas the night before Black Friday and all through Walmart. Not a meth head was stirring. They weren't even on crack. The products were stocked in the aisles with care in hopes that Gail Lewis soon would be there. When out at self-checkout arose such a clatter, I rolled with my cart to see what was the matter. When what to my wandering eyes should appear but Gail Lewis, who has been there 10 years. The goat of employees, so lively and quick, I knew only Gail Lewis could be so slick. She spoke not a word, but went straight to her work. She stalked all the aisles and didn't even smirk. Then I heard her exclaim at Walmart number 844, Happy Black Friday to all, Morris, Illinois, signing out. Thank you, Gail Lewis, for everything you've done for this country, for Walmart, and for the world at this point. Thank you, Gail Lewis. All right, so uh, fun, fun thing. Um uh, that, you know, a little version of Joy to the World you heard at the beginning of the show, that is going to be out wherever you stream music, I think Friday, J- December 1st. I, I literally just submitted it the Sunday before, so it might not be there, but it's probably going to be there. I'm up to date on all that shit, so definitely go check that out. I have other music, too. I think we have, I have my cover of Last Christmas. We have, like, two Christmas songs up on the internet. Definitely... Check that out. Social media under at the Sweezy everywhere. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I am everywhere, man. Uh, also have Cash App and we have a pay, and a PayPal page. They're in our link tree link in the description. Those are great ways to financially support the show and just say thank you for being a friend. Travel down this world and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and you're a confidant as well. So. Thank you. Um, but also, do all the free shit you can do, because I bet Gail Lewis would do this. Uh, make sure you, uh, if you're listening to the show, make sure you're checking out our audio, uh, our video over on YouTube. We're trying to increase that uh, viewer base, so definitely go check that out. Uh, if you are someone who prefers podcasts on YouTube and somehow you're just listening to this, definitely go check that out. Um, and also over there, we share our highlights. We shall share... Uh, they're called shorts on YouTube, and a lot of them are similar to TikTok. So if you don't, if you're too cool for TikTok, um, I still post all the reels. They're real. I, I just call them reels or TikToks. You know, if they're not on TikTok, they're reels. It's like if they're not Kleenex brand, they're tissues. You know. Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. So. 
uh, yeah, and uh, leave us comments. I'm always wanting to see that. Give us a like or a dislike. I, you know, tell me if you don't like it. I'll change. I'll see what I can do. Uh, unless it's every time I, I wore that protect trans kids shirt, already getting comments. You know, <laughs> just you're a pedophile. I'm like, I, I don't think that's how it works. I'm, I'm thinking not assaulting kids for being trans is not pedophilic of me. Okay. Uh, if I wanted to fuck trans kid, if I, if I, if I wore shirt that says, I want to have sex with trans kids, then you'd be like, yeah, you're a pedophile, but you know, shut the fuck up. Um, if you're on the audio platform, give us a review, give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. And yeah, do that. I've been drinking a lot of Red Bull lately. I like to call it like my mocktail, <laughs> my mocktail, Red Bull, vodka, red, my virgin vodka, Red Bulls, my, my mocktail. I don't know. Don't call it a fucking mocktail, dude. Just call it a fucking, just call it fucking Sprite. I don't know, dude. <laughs> call it Sprite. Let's jump into previous week right now. Previous week right now is, is the news from last week brought to you by... None other than your your favorite person to tell you what's going on in the world. So first first article we got here from the Roy's report back into I guess a little bit of our series. We're being it's kind of a series um, from IHOP Kansas City uh, report. IHOP KC hired man who admitted inappropriate touch of sixteen year old fails to prioritize the wounded. The International House of Prayer, Kansas City, accepted a man into its internship in 2012 who admitted on his application that he had engaged in inappropriate touch with a 16-year-old in his youth ministry. That's according to a 2019 investigative report by Godly Response to Abuse in Christian Environment. Uh, that's Grace, by the way, uh, which was recently leaked for the first time to that 16-year-old who's now 52 and then sent to Roy the Roy's report. The report claimed that IHOP Kansas City has a culture of failing to prioritize the wounded and needs to investigate alleged incidents of sexual abuse by other individuals associated with IHOP that surfaced during Grace's investigation. Prioritizing the wounded means that institutional leaders engage in immediately immediate, healthy, and transparent communications to encourage, pursue, and care for those who are wounded and hurting. The report states these issues must be addressed by, and Grace recommends that these matters be promptly investigated. A failure to investigate and implement recommended change changes is likely to result in continued missteps when handling and responding to misconduct issues at IHOP. IHOP Kansas City hired Grace in 2018 to investigate Brad Tebbett, a former California youth minister, after news media contacted IHOP KC with allegations that Tebbett had molested a teen girl in the 1980s, starting when she was 14. Uh, the report found that Tebbett Tebbett repeatedly exploited the trusted granted him by the woman identified elsewhere as Jennifer Roach. It also found that Tebbett minimizes or fails to appreciate the gravity of his potential criminal dot 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 sinful behaviors. Okay. Looking into this, I also don't know the age difference. I want to know. I, I mean, part of me needs to know. I, I mean, the age, I don't know why I'm thinking, like, what's the age difference? I'm like, because it's still wrong. It's still wrong. It's still sexual assault. It's just, 
for me, I want to see how, because like the, the bigger the age gap, the worse it is. I'm like, no, I think it's just, you know, even though it's like technically children, I guess he was the youth minister, okay? With a 16, in his youth ministry. So I'm just making a guess, I'm making the guess that he was an adult and she was not an adult uh, in the situation. <clears throat> so... Yeah, I mean, this is just stuff that IHOP Kansas City, and just the more research I'm doing into IHOP Kansas City, the more I'm just finding out. Like, I just, last week, literally, it was the first time I, like, the best way to say it is, like, I opened a can of worms. I was just like, okay, Mike Bickle, he's he's using his leadership and his power over people. You know, he's emotionally manipulating people. He's making up prophecies of the end times and shit like that. He's just, he's making shit up, okay? I believe he's making shit up. Now, if you want to say, like, he is a true prophet of God, okay? You know what? You believe what you want about that asshole. But I don't. I believe he's just making that shit up. Just the research I've done on him so far, I think he's making a ton of shit up. And it's just, you know, I, I think if anyone like the IHOP Kansas City is listening to this or, you know, looking at me right now, uh, what I uh, just something I want to talk about is, is just saying, hey, saying you don't agree with this, you know, and firing people, you know, that's one thing, you know, like that's like the bare minimum, the expectations, but there's more expectations, you know. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm in my like can of worms I've opened up, you know. I'm, a lot of people are going to be like, man, do you really hate Christianity? I'm like, no. And I'm hoping that when I make complaint, when I start complaining about this and I start talking about this and all this, the, this shitty stuff IHOP Kansas City does, what I hope people are like, hey, I'm a Christian. We don't do this shit, you know? And I just think one of my, my, what I would probably say is if you're, I don't know, if you're in church leadership and you find out another leader in the church is, uh, is like doing this fucking shit. You know, I don't want to say the actual words, YouTube, you know, when you're doing stuff like this, I, I just think, um, your actions speak louder than your words at this point. So like, obviously like firing someone, making sure they're not in a position of leadership, but there's also kind of an important of what we, where do we go from here? And what IHOP Kansas City has been trying to do is just one way they can solve a problem, but it's not fixing the underlying problem that's kind of continuing with them. It's just that, like, sexual assault, I guess I said it, sexual assault, investigation, get it to go away. Instead of sexual assault happens, we're not happy about it, we're going to fix the problem. We're not going to fix the problem. We're not just going to, like, deal with the problem, we're going to fix the problem. And they're not willing to fix the problem. They're willing to, I guess they're on their soapbox about how, like, we're the ones bringing in the, the you know, the forerunner, you know, or whatever they call their shit. And, uh, and they just think, like, they can do no wrong. And if someone else does wrong, you're like, that's the price we pay for, you know, Jesus coming back from these little made-up prophecies. So... You know, it, it's one thing to be like, I think these prophecies are real, but you also have to think it's still a person. You know, if you read the story of Jonah, he was kind of a shit person. And uh, where I guess the idea is that, like, 
he wanted Nineveh to like get destroyed, you know, in the story. And uh, yeah, it's like just because someone's a prophet doesn't mean you have to like them. You know, you just listen to that what they say and be like, yeah, that guy likes kids though. So yeah, God may have spoken to him, but he still likes kids. So you know. Anyways, though, uh, I have Kansas City. Where I'm coming for you. Um, yeah. Time uh, for the article of the week I want to talk about. This one's from Variety. This one, I didn't know what to think about this one. This one was kind of a interesting one. Uh, Daryl Hall gets restraining order against John Oates in Hall & Oates' legal battle. Um, what? Hall & Oates are embroiled in a confidential legal battle about that has led to Daryl Hall getting a restraining order against his former music partner, John Oates. Little information about the lawsuit is publicly available as the court documents are sealed, but based on court re- records, Hall filed an undisclosed complaint against Oates on November 16th, as well as a motion for a temporary restraining order, as reported by Philadelphia Magazine. The following day, the court officially issued a temporary restraining order to begin November 30th. The Nashville Chancery Court confirmed the existence of lawsuit to Variety, but declined further comment because the lawsuit is sealed. On November 23rd, Hall played a concert full of Hall & Oates classics in Tokyo. As TMZ pointed out, Hall disparaged Oates on Bill Maher's Club Random podcast last year, saying, You think John Oates is my partner? He's my business partner. He's not my creative partner. He went on, John and I are brothers, but we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We made records called Hollow Notes together, but we've always been very separate, and that's a really important thing for me. Hall then went on to diminish the collaborative aspect of Hall and Oates using the duo's 1980s number one hit, Kiss on My List, as an example of their apparent creative separation. I did all those harmonies, Hall said. That's all me, Oates, is not credited as a songwriter on Kiss on My List, but is listed as a co-produced with Hall. Hall and Oates met in 1967, formed their duo three years later, and have released 18 studio albums since their 1972 debut, Whole Oats. The pop R&B duo boasts six number one singles, including Man Eater, Rich Girl, and Out of Touch. Hall and Oates toured together as recently as October 2022, and they released their latest studio album, Home for Christmas, in 2006. Both Hall and Oates have solo recording careers and have toured separately over the years, but the duo has never officially split up. I think we're all wondering here what the fuck is going on with these two they need to make like a real just like public statement about shit like this i'm like okay you're saying that like you guys they're business partners so you know i mean it was the 1970s ish late 60s early 70s you know when they came out so it was all record labels decide like what we listen to, uh, or what's going to be played on the radio and what, that's what people are going to listen to. And so we're looking at Hall and Oates and I guess a record label was like, I guess we're going to put you two together and, you know, let's work, work on an album together. And then now they're saying something like, Oh, we're not creative partners. We're just business partners. We just, you know, perform together, you know, we're that. So, but like that something seems off there. Um, and like, I get like them not wanting to like work together anymore, like more like not work together creatively, just, you know, saying shit like, you know, like 
I don't know. I think we said everything we want to say together. We want to try something new. I'm like, that's fine. You know, that's being creative always requires you to do something new. You don't want to be like that band that released the same album every fucking year. Uh, and you're like, we're, we are brothers, but we're not creative brothers. What? And then like you got a temporary restraining order. What the hell? Yeah. Like I think the whole, everyone's questioning what the hell is going on with Hall notes because like we're brothers, but like we're just business partners. We don't, we, we don't write songs together. Like, you know, and then you're like, kiss on my lift list is apparently all like Daryl Hall. Like, you know, he's like, that's all me and everything. And then, yeah, I guess, you know, Oates is not credit. They used to be like really sticklers. Everyone in the band were like, I wrote the song. I'm the only one getting credit for it. Now I always tell bands nowadays, I'm like, look, if y'all worked on the song together, even if like only one person wrote the lyrics, you all have to take, just give everyone a songwriting credit in the band. Like that's just, I think that's just a common respectful rule uh, for people to follow. But uh, back in the day, they used to not do that. And it used to cause a lot of fights with people. And yeah, I would too. You're like, because I think, what was it? I remember hearing a music business class. So Sting, oh, not Sting. The police is every breath you take. And then uh, P. Diddy sampled it. I remember he did, like at least the chorus too, um, or he used the chorus too. But only Sting got a songwriting credit. But in the song, they used the like that guitar part that Sting did not write. The guitar player, I can't remember his name, wrote and so, you know, but like Sting got gets the royalties from P. Diddy's song, even though he didn't write that guitar part. He only really probably wrote the chord. Something like that. There was something like that. That actually could be wrong. So that might not be a real story. You know, sometimes someone tells you a story, you can just believe it for just as a fact, you know. <laughs> but it was like a teacher. And like, I don't feel like unless I'm miss unless he was missing some details, I don't think he was lying to everyone. So um And let's go on to our last article. This is for anyone interested in music business. This is from the New York Times. Music licensing giant BMI sells to private equity firm. BMI, the giant music licensing agent that represents hundreds of thousands of songwriters, including Taylor Swift, Dolly Parton, Kendrick Lamar, and Lady Gaga, has agreed to sell itself to New Mountain Capital, a private equity firm the organization announced on Tuesday. BMI, along with Archival ASCAP, is one of the major performing rights organizations in the United States. They act as clearinghouses for the legal rights that allow songs to be played on the radio, streamed online or piped into retail shops and distribute billions of dollars in royalties to songwriters and music publishers. Terms of the deal between BMI and New Mountain were not disclosed in its announcement. BMI, whose full name is Broadcast Music Incorporated, said that the sale is subject to approval by its shareholders and customary regulatory review and that it, it expects the deal to close in the first quarter of 2024. According to the announcement, Capital G, a fund affiliated with Alphabet, the parent company of Google, is also acquiring a minority stake in BMI. Normally a quiet financial engine of the music industry, BMI has been the subject of some heated debate among songwriters and publishers recently as the organization changes financial model and news reports emerged that it was seeking a buyer. Um, so yeah, if you, if you, if you're not in the music, you don't know it, but like your publishing, your music publishing is like 
the one thing that can really give you a living nowadays <laughs> in music. And uh, I'm on ASCAP, so... Uh, I mean, this affects me because if ASCAP's going to do the same fucking shit, it's like ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC, and then, I don't know, I don't, I don't care for fucking CSAC, dude. Uh, but, like, no. Um, we're, we're using shit like this. Uh, we're publishing, you know. It's, it's different when, like, just rich people are getting involved because a lot of times rich people aren't creative, you know. It, it's hard to think about because there used to be this like creative struggle like you're an artist you're the you're artistic you're creative you're making the music and then you have the record label who is this you know they are they want to make music but like they're more interested in making money so it's kind of it's almost like you have to feud together and you know the feuding really is what makes art can really make a good album or a bad album. It can really set up or determine a lot of things in regards to that. So yeah. So I hope everyone keeps in track, keeps track of being this BMI being sold to another buyer, uh, because it could be changing, you know, how the music industry, I'm always interested in stuff that's going to change the music industry, you know, like, my mom's like, how do you know so much about like the new iPhone and the new computers and stuff like that? Mainly because if something like when GarageBand came out, like people didn't realize at the time that GarageBand literally just really changed the music industry. Now, every person who buys an Apple computer has the software to make a goal, like a diamond record or was it make a platinum album you know or a platinum song like they have the ability to make that song just on their computer like you don't even need much like umbrella was just like a logic drum loop sample like that drum beat and umbrella by rihanna it's just something like it's either logic or garage band stuff like that so you know it's always interesting you know ai is coming out i'm like keeping up i try to keep up with that at least a little bit like to see how's ai gonna change music i don't think it's going to take away, like, the human desire to, like, want a celebrity to look at and, you know, and see. But it can change how, like, we produce or make music and, like, lyrics, you know, stuff like that. You never know. So, anyways, though, make sure you're keeping up with that shit. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. 
but don't take. But FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Nihilist or your, your Nihilist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, feel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly, directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any question or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today from your app store and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. Uh, we get to talk about Christmas movies again this year. Oh, the is this the this is the fourth one. We this is the fourth Christmas sweezy. We got to talk about Christmas movies. I was looking for a Christmas sweater to wear this year that would not uh, clash with the green screen, and uh, this one with Jack Skellington on it was the one, and then I realized I don't think I've ever watched The Nightmare Before Christmas, and so I decided to watch it. Now, I, I, I was kind of just didn't care about this one, and I think the main reason was uh, it's because it is the personality of dumb people on Tumblr, so uh, now I can, I guess we can, now I'm going to talk about it. I thought there was like more movies in this series. Apparently this is the only movie, and maybe like a poem and some comics, maybe. 
Maybe there's more, maybe there's not. I have no clue. The only thing I do know is uh, that meme or the picture of, I guess, someone dressed up like Oogie Boogie uh, with his Oogie Boogie bussy just fucking hanging out out there. There's already a picture up here of Oogie Boogie bussy. We're going to call him Oogie Oogie Bussy uh, for the remainder of this film. Um, But anyways, though, yeah, so... That's what I knew before going into The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so then I just decided to watch it. You know, you think a movie that's barely over an hour, I think it's like 70-some minutes, you think it wouldn't have a lot. It had a lot going on in there. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. So, so yeah, let's, uh, you know... Let's, a friend would say, um, let's just jump into it. All right. So they, they start off the movie by singing a song called this is Halloween. Um, but the town is named Halloween. I guess it's called Halloween town and they're both properties owned by Disney yet. Now we have two Halloween towns and we're not going to count that third movie. Okay. Uh, but you know, you're thinking about it, and they're singing a song, this is Halloween, this is Halloween. You don't hear songs like, I guess there are a bunch of songs about New York and California. I mean, like, every Red Hot Chili Pepper song, isn't that isn't that all about California? You know, like, every, every, every one is everything, all, all Red Hot Chili Pepper songs are about California. I identify as a fucking threat. And I gotta say, uh, we're getting to a point about California that I don't know if I want to associate with it. Uh, but I guess you, we meet this guy named Jack Skellington, scrawny as fuck, but everyone loves him. Like he's just a fucking scrawny individual. Everyone loves him though. So, and you're like, oh, maybe he's like the leader of Halloween Town. A- absolutely not. There's a there's another fucking there's a mayor. He has two faces. Literally, he has two faces. One's for sad and angry, and the other one's normal. You know, just like, hey, this is a guy. Uh, you expect one's a politician, the other one. It's like every politician. They have uh, maybe I maybe that's the maybe that was the whole point of that character was that politicians have two sides. They have a dark side, and they have a public persona that we all know about. Y- you know, you know. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So, I guess he's also called the Pumpkin King, you know, which I guess he's the one who puts together the the Christmas, the, no, the fucking Halloween event for their little, their, I don't even know, what what are we in, like a dimension or, or something? Like, it, we have, a, there's a lot of things going on here that I don't understand. Uh, so... Moving on in the story, Jack Skellington, he he's just super burnt out. Uh like he he just doesn't have his passion for Halloween anymore. He he sang a whole ass song. Like you know you're serious when you have to sing a whole ass song about it and stuff like that. But then there's just like this bitch named Sally who's in the movie. She does nothing throughout the entire film. Maybe she does something I wrote it down. But not like looking back at it, I watched it last night. Like, I don't think she did fucking shit in this movie. And she also her dad is also like the town doctor. He's also crippled and he's all, 
he's crippled for some, like he can like he's reanimating people back to life, but he can't like figure out how to walk. You know, it's like a uh, Doctor Connors in the Spider Man universe. You know, it's like he he's missing an arm, and he desperately wishes he wasn't. Uh, what's it's not handicapped. I don't think. I guess he's technically handicapped, Doctor Connors. Uh, but like, was it uh, amputee? I guess he's an amputee, and so he wishes he had an arm, and that's why he experimented on lizards because you know lizards have the ability to regrow limbs, and you know, you know, there's there's a lot going on. Yeah, see, there's it's a whole other character. Sally, like, she's like sewn together by her crippled duck father, who's the town doctor too. You know, there's a lot, like I said, a lot going on in this movie, and and I think after the whole first song, you're you're kind of like everyone in this town's kind of insufferable, and I think that's kind of it's kind of something I've noticed throughout the film. So, you know, like I said, after Sally's eavesdropping for some reason, uh, then Jack Skellington finds these magic tree doors, and these magic tree doors they'll lead you to. I want to say another, I feel like it's a realm, not a whole ass different universe. Because I feel like we can go like, realms are kind of like the same universe, but we're like side by side, like this realm and we go to the next one. And then the universe is like, this is the universe. And then there's another universe and they don't touch just like, just like God intended. They don't touch. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I don't know. Is there not a Halloween door? You know, or maybe the fact that they're in the Halloween world means they don't have it. And then in the Christmas world, they, he goes to a Christmas world, right? There's an Easter world. There's like every holiday. There's a Thanksgiving world. I don't, I want, I'd love to know what happens in the Thanksgiving world. Because Thanksgiving, like, well, the, the, the origins of the holiday have some genocide involved, which is not cool. That's not what I celebrate. I know some of you celebrate fucking Native American genocide on Thanksgiving. Me and my family, we don't. We do things a little different around here. What if that fucking Thanksgiving world in the Nightmare Before Christmas mo- movie universe? Like, what if it's just fucking Native American genocide, dude? That'd be so fucking horrible. <laughs> that would not be a movie I would watch. Actually, you know, after after a while, you know, you're you're watching. I don't think anyone would enjoy watching a genocide. If you do, you're kind of fucked up, dude. For real. You enjoy Jack. Anyways, though, so now Jack is in Christmas Town. Very creative names, you know. A lot of, a lot of cool creative names uh, going on here. And he he's looking around, and like he's like, I kind of like this. I kind of like this shit. And then comes back to his world and tries to get everyone in on Christmas. And he fucking oh, also here here's some fucking shit. Like how the reason why everyone in Halloween Town is pretty insufferable. Jack Skellington just fucking hops into a kid's window and just, like, looks at him sleeping. Like, he's singing a song, too, about it, about, like, this world is different. The kids are sleeping in their beds. Look at me in their room. Some Edward Cullen fucking creepy-ass shit there, dude. If I woke, I would... You think you could murder Jack? I could probably murder Jack Skellington. Like, he's just bones, right? Like, does he actually have any magic powers? I can't remember him actually having any... He can fight, though. I remember... Oh, okay, that's a spoiler. He can fight. Uh, and also, the fight is also very unhinged as well. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what went on there. 
But uh, he brings back to all the people in Halloween Town, and now he's like, we're going to take over Christmas this year for Sandy Claus. That's right, folks. Sandy Claus, because he was up in his little fucking... Oh, yeah, and he... Yeah, he was like, this place is pretty cool, but no one got it. Uh, but yeah, no, the whole town didn't understand the meaning of Christmas. And now there's my favorite, my favorite Christmas song. Uh, it's by NSYNC. And I, I think the title is, I never knew the meaning of Christmas until you came into my life. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking And you think, well, okay, maybe it's about, you know, Jesus being born because we can't have Christmas without Jesus. Or maybe it's a pagan holiday. I don't think NSYNC was singing about a pagan holiday. They were singing about fucking bitches. You know, that's what that's what NSYNC songs are about. And the fact that it took some chick for the members of NSYNC to figure out what the meaning of Christmas was. I don't know. I feel like kids movies are getting that or, or they figured it out pretty easy, you know? Good cheer, party, party hard, be good to people. It's what my life is all about. Anyways, yeah, so I don't know. If InSync could figure that shit out, I'm pretty sure the people of Fowling Town could, could, could figure that fucking shit out. Uh, at this point, I figured out the, the duck, the handicapped duck is the town doctor. And Sally is his daughter, and she keeps trying to kill him, and they're like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, you know? Uh, just fucking unhinged shit like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he can, like, open his brain and shit. It's fucking weird, dude. I don't know. And that guy has to be the most insufferable. I think the, the handicapped duck is probably the most insufferable in this entire fucking movie. Uh, for real. Um, where are we at here? Um... So, yeah, Jack has to figure out, like, the Christmas formula. And after, yeah, after he fucking figured out, he's fucking doing science, trying to figure out Christmas. And you're like, are you, I guess he doesn't have a brain. You know, no one has a, no, only one guy has a brain. He's handicapped and is also kind of a duck. Uh, oh, yeah, Sally gives him a whole ass fucking bottle of wine and some fish bones, you know. Thanks, 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 Sally. You're not fucking dumb as shit. Uh, yeah, they eventually figure out, Jack's like, you know what we gotta do? We gotta take over Christmas this year. Uh, and we all know that they're gonna fucking ruin that shit. They're gonna fucking ruin Christmas for everyone, of course. So he's giving out, so he's giving out odd jobs. And then, uh, there's Oogie Boogie's kid, or Oogie Bussy, Oogie Bussy, his kids. Uh, and so he's like, can you guys get Santa for me? And then Oogie Bussy's kids are like, sure thing. And they're like, and then they sing a whole lot of song about how they're going to like kill Santa maybe or feed him to Oogie Bussy. And then also, this is the weird, uh, this is, I've been saying this is the weirdest part of the film, but this might be the biggest plot hole in this entire thing. So Oogie Bussy, as we like to call him, he, he, they feed him, they, they feed Oogie Bussy by like, shoving his kids shove food down like a pipe thing into like a chamber or whatever they feed them like the rancor from return of the jedi okay but like this is also their father too and then their father's also just like a sack and surprise at the end for what the sack is filled with okay and so 
oh yeah, and at this point I just figured out that fucking Jack Skellington is just fucking John Mulaney, you know? I'm like, is this really not played by John Mulaney? And you're like looking at like, I guess it's not John Mulaney. So Jack Skellington, oh yeah, the first like fucking dumbass kids, they bring the Easter Bunny. You're like, mm, fucking dum-dums. And then they eventually bring Santa, I think. Uh, oh yeah, here's the notes I put down at this point. So the whole town's working on Christmas and they're really... I'm like, they're going to fuck up Christmas so fucking... You just you just look at it like they're fucking up Christmas. So, And then I think I figured out how a racist's mind because this is... Like, I'm, I'm just looking at this culture, you know, of Halloween Town, and I just fucking hate it. And I'm like, I think I understand what racists go through. I'm not saying what they're doing is right. I'm just saying, like, I don't like this town. I like humans, but whatever the fuck Halloween town is, at least in this universe, the, you know, the good Halloween town's fine. That one can stay. The Halloween town in this universe fucking sucks. And they're fucking ruining Christmas. And I hate their culture. Uh, finally, Oogie Bussy's kids kidnap Santa. Uh, and I was like, how the fuck are they going to haul this guy? Cause Santa's extra fat in this movie. They hate, they have a walking bathtub. I don't know the lore on that, but just okay. Walking bathtub. Then they they shove Santa down the fucking pipe. They're like, he can fit down chimneys. He can fit down here. And then, and then this is the part of the movie. I think if I didn't have to finish it for this review, I would have been out. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this. So Oogie Bussy is down there, and you think Oogie Bussy is gonna fuck Santa in the ass? And like you, you just like you're you know we're all watching it. We all know it's like is. Is something bad about you're like watching something bad about to happen, you know? And then instead of fucking Santa, he does something even more gay. What is gayer than fucking a dude? You may be asking me. Well, the only thing gayer than fucking a dude is to sing a fucking show tune, and that's what Oogie Bussy did. He sang his fucking gay little song, and it's the gay. He, he is probably the gayest character to ever exist in media. I'm like, tell me that guy is not gay, Bussy. Hanging out, reminding you his bussy is just fucking hanging out. And also, I don't know, is like, is he in jail or something? Like, what's going on with him? I don't, we don't know what's going on with him either. So, Oogie Bussy, just uh, not the strongest antagonist in a movie I've ever seen. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, so Santa's, so Santa captured, Jack is like, I'm going to take place with Santa now. And, oh yeah, Jack didn't know that Oogie Bussy was going to kidnap him. He just, it just happened. He was like, thanks, Santa, for the hat. We're going to take it over from here. <laughs> like, what? Uh, so I don't know if... I assume there's a different Santa in every multiverse, but in this universe, I'm assuming different dimensions, realms, or whatever we're going with. I don't know. They're fucking up Christmas. Uh, and instead of giving getting presents the kids wanted, they're just getting fucked up shit. Uh, and... No one's happy. No one's happy. So the humans decide to bomb Jack Skellington out of the fucking sky. Pre, this is a pre-9-11 movie also. They just fucking knew. We're like, we got him. <laughs> that's, that's the USA right there. USA. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? It was like only in America. We'd be like, yeah, we're going to fucking nuke Santa, dude. We're just fucking, he's, he's down. And guess what? We, we got him, too. Like, we know that was America right there, you know? This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Uh, and then, yeah, after no one's happy, after Jack gets bombed, he, I guess he figures out Christmas. He finally figures out Christmas or something. Um, 
And then, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then another Oogie Boogie. Oogie Bussy is probably the most unhinged character. Um, so Sally is now trying to break Santa away, you know. Uh, and then Oogie Bussy finds out, and then he just starts sucking, like, like breathing in air, breathing in air. Uh, he's just like, someone. he's, he's like, I'm gonna show you what this fucking mouth does. Like, like I said, gay is character in media. Uh, and like, yeah, um, back to Jack Skellington getting nuked, like, you know, or as I like to call it, uh, the reason why Americans don't have healthcare. We're fucking shooting down Jack Skellington in the fucking sky with his fucking possessed bones of a reindeer. Uh, and so you think Jack's dead and you're like, call an ambulance, but not for Jack. Uh, he lives some, I don't know how he lives, I guess maybe because he's already dead. Like I said, I don't know as much of the logic. Oh yeah, remember at the beginning of the film, when Jack was like, I'm burnt out. I totally forgot he was burnt out. I just like, saw, he saw Christmas and he was just like, I'm, I'm not burnt out anymore. And n- now he's not burnt out, so he's out of his funk now. Like after getting fucking blown out of the sky. <laughs> he's like, I think I get it now. <laughs> Um, I told, it's a 76 minute movie. I wrote it down and I totally forgot that he, that he was burnt out. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So he's inspired again. He goes back to Halloween town, uh, him and the Oogie Bussy fight. Um, they're just like, I don't trust that Oogie Bussy. And it's, there's kind of like some unspoken things here. Guarantee you they fucked. Like there's no, there's no way Jack Skellington and Oogie Bussy did not fuck, okay? I'm telling you, and Jack's bisexual. Like, he's he's clearly... Jack Skellington has bisexual energy. And if you don't agree with me... Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. So, yeah, you can just fuck off. So, yeah, now Jack... Now, this is when we learn Jack Skellington knows how to fight, which was not brought up anywhere before, uh, and shit like that. And uh, they're, def- I guess, how they defeat Oogie Bussy... Now, now just listen to this fucking logic. Turns out Oogie Bussy was just a fucking bag of bugs. Gay bugs. Like, they have to be gay. There's no, there's no way those bugs weren't gay. Like, all the gay bugs got together, manifested themselves into the, the gayest thing ever. Uh, a sack with bugs inside of it. Uh, the day, And then the, I guess the day is saved. I don't know. They never... I don't know if the, the lore of this universe... Uh, but luckily they, they save Santa. He fixes what the whole fucking town fucked up, you know, in regards to Christmas. You know, I was like, yeah, I know you guys fucked up, but I'm Santa. So I'm going to fucking figure this out. So then I guess the day is saved. So how does the movie end? Uh, the duck crippled doctor made himself a fucking wife slash nurse slash sex slave assistant. I don't know. And then out of nowhere, Jack sings a love song to Sally. He's like, I've loved you this whole time. Like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't even know who she was. You didn't know her name. You didn't know her name. I don't think you figured out her name until the end of the movie, okay? There was no romance being set up between Jack and Sally other than Sally fucking stalking Jack. And if we know anything, is that stalking does not help you get laid. It doesn't work, okay? Stalking, if if you want to get laid, the last thing I would suggest you do is stalk someone, Okay? So that was not, that was not good. Um, but yeah, then they decided to start exclusively fucking each other, I guess, which, wait a minute. Do you think, 
think being able to take off body parts makes the sex better. Do you think it does? I don't know. Anyway, so that's how the movie ends, you know? With the implications that Jack Skellington is about to bust a nut. Uh, so, so what did we learn watching The Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, the gays love singing more than they love fucking dudes. Like, if there's one thing gay men love more than fucking dudes, it is show tunes and singing. Like, that is just the, that is the one thing they love more. Like, if it's, I guarantee you, if the option's on the table, fuck the man of your dreams or sing a show tune, they're gonna pick sing a show tune. Every gay is gonna pick sing a show tune. That's what's going around. Um, we also learned that if you fuck around with the U.S. government, you are going to find out. And by find out, you're going to get fucking blown out of the sky, blown out of existence. You're not going to exist anymore. You're like, one you one time had a body. That body's gone now. Like, it's disintegrated. Like, you're, you're disintegrated so much that you're just gone. You know, like, most people die and their body's left behind. But, like, no, you're just going to be gone. You're going to, like, not exist anymore. It's like, they're so good, they'll, the, the U.S. government, they'll just go back in time and shoot you as a baby, and then you're just going to, like, vanish like you did in Back to the Future. So, don't fuck around with the U.S. government, they have bombs. And, uh, last but not least, I think the lesson I learned watching this movie is Halloween motherfuckers are insufferable, okay? I don't want to, you know, I enjoy, you know, so I know people who, like, Halloween's my favorite holiday, I just like dressing up, I like, you know, all this stuff, I like party, you know, I'm like, that's fine. But then you're just like, this is my personality. You're like, I don't want to. Fuck you, dude. You guys are insufferable. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, and also final thoughts on The Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that, I think that this movie was not meant to be, uh, I don't think the plot, I don't think this movie was ever made for the plot to be criticized. <laughs> Because it's a very beautiful movie. Like, the claymation and the shots in it. It's just very beautiful. Tim Burton... I, uh, Tim Burton makes great movies. Like, he has a style, and if you don't like that style, you're not going to like a Tim Burton movie. If you're okay or really like the style, you're going to love the movie. You know? That's Tim Burton for you. And, uh, yeah, be careful of Oogie Boogie's pussy. Bussy. That shit is coming for you because... because of, and you just better hope. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered! Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top-quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, 
or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh... Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where I just answer questions. I, I get sent questions and I answer them. That's all, that's all it is. That's all it is. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! What would you do if you woke up with the opposite gender. We all know exactly. We all know at least one thing we're going to do uh, as the opposite gender. Um, we're definitely all going to masturbate. I'm like, you know, because it's like if I if I woke up and I, you know, if I was a woman, like, and I, I had, the, I think when we talk about gender, I think we're going to talk about you woke up with the opposite genitalia from what you were born with. Okay, let's just all let's, we're all gonna be cool. We're all gonna be cool. We're not gonna like start talking shit or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm flick, I'm flicking the bean. It's like I don't want to fuck a guy. You know, it's like it's still fucking a guy even if you're like you woke up with the opposite genitalia. Like you know, or, or, okay, I'm gonna say opposite gender. Okay, we all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like we're all gonna 
like, ladies, you tell me you're not going to try jerking off. You're really not going to try. You're not really not going to see what it's all about. You know, like what's what's the big idea here? And you're just like, I actually know if a woman woke up in a man's body, they'd be like, why am I so fucking horny? You know, you're just like, just like wake up and you're just, just like, I gotta, I gotta fuck something. I gotta fuck something. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Honestly, women would probably have more fun. We like pegging someone like for men, like normal sex is pegging. Like, you know, with women, like you're pegging them, but you know, not women don't, you know, like you can have the strap ons, but like, you know, it's just not, it's not the same. Like we know most women, women will probably fuck a dude. They'll probably, I think women will, you know, you, you gotta, it's like, let's see what this whole anal sex thing is all about. Uh, I feel like most men are probably not going to be fucking other dudes. We might try another woman, but you know, like, but I think my curiosity in it isn't just like, hey, I'm going to jerk off because that's attractive. No, I just want to know. I'm just more in mind of like, you know, because like you can with stuff like that, you know, like a woman can learn to give a good blow job or a hand job and men, you know, vice versa, you know, for men on women, you know, that action. But unless you actually know what it feels like firsthand, you like you don't know always the best. So, you know, you know, most men who are who are goaded, goaded in uh, in making love making. They, uh, they've had a lot of practice, you know, that's, that's the real trick to get good at anything. You just got to practice. Uh, but like, you know, you could get that firsthand knowledge. That'd be, that'd be perfect. Oh, I'm like, I'm hearing the weirdest sounds, uh, that probably won't get picked up in the microphone. Um, but yeah, no, I think we're, we all know. It's like, cause I don't want to, I'm not going to like walk around and try to get objectified by men like that. So I'm not going to try and do that. Like we're, we're all going to masturbate. Like masturbation is the, uh, is the answer here. Um, I gave my wife my blessing to start an OnlyFans account and now I regret it. My wife's friend has a popular Instagram and OnlyFans account, making a good amount of money from it. My wife is following the same business model, posting provocative content. I didn't anticipate how much interaction she would have with people, especially guys, and I feel emotionally neglected. I've expressed my concerns, but she insists it's just for the money and reassures me she's not replacing me. However, she also enjoys doing it. I don't know what to do because if I ask her to stop, she might continue secretly. I love her, but I'm scared for our future. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, like, I guess... And also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right here. Your wife is not a sex worker. She is doing amateur modeling. I, do, I am very stri- strict when, like, everyone's like, I have an OnlyFans account. I'm a sex worker. And, like, you just post, like, provocative, the, the you know, in your words, provocative photos. You know, I'm like, every Victoria's Secret model does the same thing, but we don't call them sex workers. We call them models. So basically, I, I don't know. That's my big, my big rant on OnlyFans. Like you're not a sex worker unless sex is involved. And I don't know if masturbation counts for that. But yeah, I guess you're in a situation where you did not know what was going to go. So, hmm. So I think it's good to think about. So first of all. 
there is something like, oh, or like a mo- an OnlyFans model or someone like that. And like you say, like, do you really want to date an OnlyFans model? And you're just like, you know, I can see your wife's bush for nine ninety nine. You know, like, do you? Some guys don't want that, and some girls are okay with it. I, um, hmm. I feel like the best thing is because I don't think there's an actual winning argument in this situation where she is like, I'm just doing it for the money. Like, I don't think she's going to cheat on you or anything, but like, it just makes you, you just don't like it. You know, you know, you don't like, I don't know. It it makes sense. Like if you just don't like it, you know, you don't like it and there's, you don't like it. And so, you know, you think about asking her to stop and it is weird when it's like a married woman, you know, they're like, why am I, watching like a bad boat some of these guys are like your friends uh, some of these guys i know some of these guys are your friends are just like huh wonder what's going on there you know uh so yeah i think you know the the options are let her continue doing it and now you're dating an only fans bitch or have a serious conversation and asking her to stop and let her know it's not about her cheating on you. Figure out, and I think, yeah, there's probably why, you have to understand yourself first, why you don't like it. You're kind of, you regret it now and why you don't like it. You have to make sure you understand those reasonings why, because you need to have a good argument going forward and then have a conversation about it because uh, a lot of times if you express like your actual concerns about why, you know, and do that stuff like that, I think it's fine, but, like, yeah, I don't think she's going to cheat on you, but also, I don't know, man. I, it is weird when you're, like, especially something like, I don't know, this is just weird. It's a weird situation. I would, I don't know, I wouldn't date a chick. If, she, if I was dating a chick and she's like, I'm thinking about starting an OnlyFans. Like, the OnlyFans has to exist before me. And then, and then it's like, do I want her fucking other, you know? That's the worst part about porn stars is, like, they're getting fucked for money, but, like, I don't know. You just don't want to hear about it. I don't know. I don't know. We get, there's a lot of stuff that could be going on here. Um, boyfriend says he won't marry me unless I lose weight. That's rough, buddy. My partner recently told me he finds me less attractive due to weight gain, making it a condition for our future together. Despite efforts to maintain a healthy lifestyle, his emphasis on appearance has triggered self-doubt and raised concerns about the foundation of our relationship. I'm torn between meeting his expectations and questioning if unconditional love is possible. The contrast in our fitness levels adds complexity, and my demanding job has limited my physical activity. While hoping for constructive communication, this revelation has has left me grappling with self-worth and the strength of our connection. Mm, okay. So, um, uh, okay. I think the first question we're, I would need to ask, it sounds like you guys are, uh, I mean, so, okay. Let me start over and form real sentences. So, my first question is going to be, and I think we're going we're to victim blame here, how fat are you? Okay. Like, how, and then, and then I think the rule from there is like, then I, mean, I don't know. And also I'd probably actually it'd be a better idea if I just looked at you and be like, you're fine. Or you're like, yeah, you could probably use, you know, you know, because I don't know. But also if you're dating someone 
in there like the gym rat fitness guy, you know, or girl, you know, whatever you're, whatever you want to put your, put your genitals in. It's important to remember that abs go with abs and stuff like that. You know, if you want, if you want someone who is like super fit and really always like to maintain their fitness, fitness, fucking dick in your mouth. Ah, got it. <laughs> If you're really wanting to, yeah, like I said, if you're really wanting to be with someone who is kind of, like, healthy and very exercise-centric, like, you've really got to be that yourself. Like, if that's what you want, you're going to have to match, you're going to have to match the energy of, you know, what would someone who is a gym rat, who do they want as a partner? They probably want another gym rat, too, you know? It's just, uh, it is, it is how it is, and you know? Man proposes and God disposes. So, yeah, so if you guys are, if you guys are at that level where, like, he's a gym rat and you're not a gym rat and, like, you work out, but, like, you look fine, you're just, like, not up to his standards, honestly, I'm going to tell you, it's probably not going to work out in a relationship. Either you have to get on board with him or he has to get on board with you not being that way, you know, uh, Without that being said, though, realistically, I'm looking at your situation. If I told a girl, I'm like, you need to lose weight or I'm not going to marry you, um, you know how how much shit I would get if I said that to a woman? Be like, I will marry you, but first you have to lose weight. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think love has conditions. It doesn't have, like, what's the word? Uh, ultimatums. Love doesn't have an ultimatum. Love doesn't have, and if you really care about someone, I would never, I would never be, yeah, I don't know. This is not something I would say to someone. Like, if I had the need to say that to someone, I have to really think, like, I'd have to rethink, like, why do I need to say this to someone? Like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to marry a fat bitch. And you're like, why do I not want to marry a fat bitch, you know? And you're like, oh, I'm worried about what people think about me. And why am I worried about what people think about me? Because fuck other people. That's also true. Fuck other people. They are the worst. So I, I would say those are my advice. Gym rats, go with gym rats. Uh, how fat are you actually? And then, like... Love doesn't have ultimatums, so actually, I would I would suggest bragging up with this dude. Uh, you're and you're both in your thirties too. I'm seeing here. I'm like, like you know, like if you're thirty, I'm like all my friends got married in their twenties, and it's like, and all, and I'm like you guys are gonna get divorced and shit like that. And then you're like thirty four, and you're like, all right, do I have to, to date the single mom or the fat chick or the you know, and I don't know. You might be that fat chick. I don't know. All right. Next one. Next one. I love this. I love this. I love this title. I hate my girlfriend. Feel like a woman, a real woman. Uh, I'm dealing with complex emotions with my Asian partner. I have severe OCD and DID. I can't remember what DID is. so I'm going to ignore it. And rely on medication. Okay. When we started dating, she would constantly talk about her white ex and compare me to him. She also constantly looks at white guys, which triggers my insecurities. I can't help but think she wants to be with them. How do I make these thoughts go away? About my... All right, sorry. Well, okay. I'm assuming you're both Asian, so... 
All right, I'm just going to assume you're both Asian or else that's going to make no sense. You have OCD and DID, which I have to assume means you also have Asian parents. You were not a, you know, you didn't get adopted by one of the whites. So, uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, so like her talking about her ex, first of all, just don't talk about your exes in front of, sometimes sexual conquests are okay, and it sounds like that would be worse, but Honestly, though, if I want to, like, if you know, you're in love with someone, you don't want to hear about the last person they were in. You don't want to hear about someone they were in love with, but they're just like, yeah, I was with this, I hooked up with this guy, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, and yeah, it was before me, and I wasn't even the thought, and yeah, obviously, so, it's like that. So, have you, have you told her, this, this sounds like you guys are pretty, are in a pretty young relationship, because, I don't know, just don't bring up your... Don't bring up your, your exes don't exist. All your exes died. That's what happened. They all died. Uh, you can't meet any of them because they're all dead. Uh, and you don't need to be talking. Also don't need to be talking to your exes either. Nothing good's going to happen out of, no, we're not, unless you want to get back together, there's nothing good's going to happen. I'm like, let's be friends. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to fucking hate each other and be dicks, but like, I don't think hanging out's going to be a good thing for either of you. So I would say have a communication and also, do Asian chicks really like white guys more than other Asian men? Because I've seen some hand. Because like every, because it's like ninety eight percent of Asians, very good looking, handsome, pretty, beautiful. And there's that two percent, the Bobby Lees, and I doubt you're in the two percent. So uh, I'm just gonna say, uh, with your insecurities, they don't don't think that white guys are more attractive than you. Uh, I think Asi- Asians like you. Have you seen? Squid games, not a lot of ugly ones. They don't, and then they also don't eat like Americans either. So that's also nice. Anyways, um, I would say don't worry about your insecurities, but also tell her to fuck, shut the fuck up about her ex. Or why don't you just fucking beat her? Like just hit her. You know, if she brings up her ex, just fucking punch her in the face. You know, you know, if you're not going to listen to the first things, just do that. You know, that was also a joke. I have to mention that was a joke. I have a crush on a coworker, but I'm married. How do I stop my my feelings so I don't cross a line with my coworker? The obvious answer is just do, to not be a piece of shit. Which, yes, I hear you, but are there any ways I can try to circumvent my feelings? I have to work with this coworker one on one in many situations due to the nature of our job. It's possible I am just forcing a crush to just because of our close proximity. So, in a really, I, I don't know. What's everyone's thoughts on this? This is a good one. I'd love to hear comments. Is it okay, like, when you're in a relationship to have a crush and just to, like, just keep that shit to yourself, though? Obviously, don't fucking be telling other people, unless, like, you have that relationship dynamic. But usually, I would say that, uh, yeah, the dynamic is, like, hey, honey, I have a crush on a coworker. Ooh. Let's go full throttle. Uh, I don't, and usually, though, that conversation won't work well. So, uh... Yeah, I don't know, but, like, you're in a relationship. I think, I don't necessarily say it's wrong to have a crush on someone. I think it just depends on what you're going to do about that crush. Because, like, I don't know, there has to be some sort of, tell me that it's human nature, why, oh, why. Like, it has to be a little bit human nature, like, like, having a crush on someone, being attracted to them. And that is weird, because I've noticed there's, like, Chicks, it's like, 
oh, I want to date them or like, oh, I just want to fuck them. You know, like you meet kind of chicks like, like, I'd love to have sex with you. And then you meet some chicks like, I want to make babies with you and conquer the earth. Like, I don't know. That, that, there's like the, the two sides to all men, the two wolves inside all of us, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I think having a crush is okay. I think you just have to remember uh, you're married. You don't want to break up with your, I'll just say wife. Sounds like this is a guy thing. Uh, you know, like don't, oh, maybe you could be a woman. Don't, your spouse, don't, you know, you wouldn't, unless you don't want to be with your spouse anymore. If you don't want to be with your spouse, then break up. You know, it's, I mean, work it out or break up. Just fucking do that, you know? Uh, so you probably realize that, hey, I'm still wanting to be married to my wife. And so then you just be like, I just kind of like them and just have little fan, you just have to have little fantasies about it. All, it has to all stay in your head stays in your head, and then you don't do anything about it, or fuck, fuck your spouse and pretend it's them, you know, that's, that's the answer, actually, that's the real answer to this question, um, if you, if you have a crush on someone, but you're married, when you have sex, pretend that it's with the person you have a crush on, that's, that's how you deal with it, folks, because life, life isn't all strippers and hookers, everyone, man proposes and God disposes, Please help me understand why she did this. I'm broken. Met a girl on Hinge while visiting California. We had an amazing conversation and I decided to amazing conversations and I decided to move there because of her. Our first date was incredible and I felt a strong connection. We had sex, which was a meaningful experience to me. Ugh. Uh, even after I left, she kept texting me back, and I seemed interested. I asked if she wanted to make it work, and she said yes, but just 48 hours later, she said she found someone else. I'm heartbroken and don't understand why she did this. She meant everything to me. All right. I'm doubting I don't have your age, but I think you have to be you have to be 18 to be on Hinge, I'm assuming. Uh, so I'm assuming you're adults. So it, this sounds like uh, young people shit, though. Like It just sounds like what young people do. Uh, just the fact, I don't know, the fact that you, you were, vi okay, you were visiting California, you met someone in California, and it, you really hit it off, okay, and then you decide, like, I'm gonna move to California, California to, like, be in this relationship, you know, to have this relationship work, you know, and stuff like that, and just, like, the amount of, like, you have, there's so much that has to go into, like, moving that you don't, like, it's hard, you don't just, like, Unless you're just, like, going to stay in a hotel for a little bit and figure out where you're going to live. Like, I don't know. Like, most people don't. Just, like, all right, up and move. Like, you would probably had conversations. You're like, I think I'm going to move to California. And that's awesome. And I think at some point, if you're having, like, all these meaningful conversations, at least the topic had to have come up just like, you know, I'm thinking I'm moving to California to be with you. And then, you know, like, stuff like that has to happen, right? You know? That's my hole. That, that's where it spits. Like, you've had to have that conversation, like, I want to move to California so I can be with you. And then, as uh, as the other person, like, I'm pretending like I'm the girl in this situation. I'm like, oh, this person's going to move halfway across the country to be with me? I'm just, I'm just kind of, I just wanted someone to talk to or, you know, just like to flirt with someone with no strings attached, you know, and stuff. Like, you wanted something like that. If, if I heard, like, a chick was going to move like, across the country to be near me, I would be like, hey, hey, man, uh, I think we need to talk. Like, I like you and all, but maybe you should stay where you're at right now and, like, we make this work long distance because 
you know, I'm like, I don't know. Like, we just started dating. Like, I don't know, you know. So, like, that, there's a lot of fault on her end, but then also on your end. Like, also, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you move to California, and they're like, do you want to make it work? Yeah. And then, then she's like, I found someone else. Sorry. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, 60% her fault, 40% your fault, dude. Uh, that's all it is, you know? Like... So, like, both parties, like, she's kind of shitty, and you're just really fucking dumb. So, like, don't be like, it's all her fault. Why did she do this to me? And, like, you also, a lot of things had to have happened for you to decide, I'm going to move to a new state. I'm going to, like, move across the country or wherever you're from and stuff like that. So, yeah. All right, last question we got here. How can people work at a job for more than 30 years and retire? So it is weird because depending on your, like, you know, your work or whatever, you know, like me, like music, one thing I just like, I don't think you really retire with music unless you're like a teacher or something else. Like you, people are like, I'm retiring. And then you, you come back. Like, I don't know. It is a weird thing. Like, I don't know if you like something, just do it till you die. Unless Someone else could really use that job. Then maybe retire and just die. I don't know. Uh, like, and then most jobs, like like retail or you do any customer service, a lot of just fucking shit jobs. Like they're you're kind of a paper plate to the company, so they just want you in and then we'll get you out. You know, get you away and stuff like that. But some jobs, like teaching, like teachers are. Like, you always hear about teachers, like yeah, they were there for like thirty plus years. Like really, you know. Like, you know, it's just, like, crazy. I'm like, I can't believe someone, like, I'm 30 years old right now. You know, it's like, oh, my entire existence, like, you've been a teacher, you know, like, longer than my entire existence. Like, wow. Uh, so, like, that. So, yeah, I think people like, some people like their jobs and they like what they're doing. And some people are really working. So, like, that one, like, some people are just really in that mindset. And that's just kind of, like, how they're, they like it. How, how they like their lives is just, like, I'm just going to work hard and then I'm going to play hard and I'm going to work hard at a job, save up money. And then I'm going to retire. I'm just going to do nothing. I'm just going to get drunk all day. It's going to be fun. So, you know, some people are probably just not depressed. So that probably helps them a lot or they, they probably are and they just do some and then they do something not healthy about it. So, uh, you know, uh, cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. And with all that being said, thank you for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. It's Christmas time. It's another Christmas episode in the books. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, definitely go check out the good version of Joy to the World out now on my Spotify, Apple Music page, where you know, uh, under Sweezy, wherever you get that from. Social media at the Sweezy as well. Go check that out. Cash App, uh, PayPal, it's all in our description. Definitely. Something you should go check out as well. Uh, remember the free shit. Like our like and follow our YouTube page. Like the reels slash shorts and the highlights we do for the show as well. And all the other cool shit, you know, and stuff like that. We want to make sure that Oogie Bussy did not get anyone, so... I'm not gay no more. I am delivered! You're now all straight. So, Hongi Villa butt drugs. Uh, stay holly and jolly and awesome. Jeremiah was the head elf He was a good friend of mine
Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.